3: We've yep.
0: all done them. We've all been like, have made some questionable choices. Erica and I have just chosen to share them for millions of people to read. But,
2: we, <laughs> but we God really- bless you too. Like, thank God. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a Drop it like a Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. I mean this is exciting this is very exciting because no like this right because they'll go back and forth whenever they're talking okay or do you want to see it like that to see them both so they the okay. reacting to each other um, okay <laughs> so we have very special guests on our podcast today and this is why this is a crazy podcast because how many years ago was it guys when we had the, or ladies or people when we had this conversation about you guys writing a book like it was how many years ago
1: it was well was it like a It was last year, right? No, no, no. Oh no, when we had our private conversation. Yes. Yes. It was like two, it was like two years ago. Two two plus, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I remember I was in a car and you're like, can I call you? We were going somewhere. (laughs) And I'm like, of course, call. And then we had this conversation about a book. And we have two very special guests. They've been on our podcast before. They are I don't think from we've I don't good moms, bad choices. Podcasts with anybody more often. Like this like I think it's our third or fourth. Yeah, and, and uh we are here to talk about their launch of their new book. Is it launched or launching? Right.
1: The there book comes know. out May 2nd. It's called A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices.
3: This is, these two ladies, if you do not know them, they are from the podcast, uh, Good Moms, Bad Choices. And now we have a book to
2: have in hand with all of your advice on how to. And before I hand it over the mic to them, I have to say, if there's two people Mm. who live zero fucks in life, like live it, not just say it, and actually inspire people to give zero fucks it would be them. And it's probably uncomfortable for a lot of people to watch the Zero Fox, but so inspiring if you could be comfortable in yourself mm. and fucking cheer them on from afar, because holy shit, there's no one doing what you guys are doing. So we're so happy to have you guys here.
1: Thank you, ladies. And you know, we love you guys and we we, lo- we look up to you in so many ways. I'm so happy that we connected years ago. I know. Actually during the pandemic, I think. Yeah. 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 Now and- we're looking up at you. Uh, i
3: love it they do live shows which like you have to come and do one in toronto we
2: have to go see them well i know but i know toronto what the fuck is going on we
1: will we will happily get our asses on a fucking plane and come to toronto and do whatever you want i'll be i will be your stripper i will be (laughs) be be,
3: (laughs) you would would be be open we'll open the show yeah (laughs) no i i i think toronto there's a A Um, big audience. Yeah. We're open-minded. We smoke weed. Like, Mm.
2: everything's legal. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about the book, ladies. Tell us everything. Tell us what you want us to know before we ask you questions.
0: Huh. Well, the book is uh, prescriptive, but it's a memoir. It's like a deep dive into Erica and I's experiences, like before motherhood, during pregnancy, after pregnancy. Um, It's like we deep dive into our breakups and and we even share about like dating for the first time after our breakups. Oh, my God. Because you guys are,
3: these are are two single moms. Yes.
1: We are Um, two single moms. Um, Yeah. And just navigating bot, like body shame, um, the changes your body goes through after pregnancy and sex after, after, first of all, after pregnancy and after, um, you know, a breakup and like getting back in the dating scene, there's a lot of tips from us and things we've learned along the way for other women that are kind of struggling in in different parts of their lives. Um, so it's really a guide to everything these, like all these other mom books don't fucking tell you.
3: Yes. And I feel, I I feel like there's, there's so much about, um, motherhood that, that people you're completely not prepared for. mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you have them and you need like the real books telling the real deal about what that's like. Do you have some of that in the book?
0: This is that book. This is the stuff they don't tell you about motherhood that you really should know. And this is the stuff that we wish that we knew before motherhood and like what, um, just a a, a lot of shit (laughs) a lot like not
1: being disillusioned by your boyfriend picking up babies at baby showers and think that Mm. your fucking partner because he's good with kids at birthday parties like do you think think though that 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 we as women cannot not
2: romanticize men in that way of like he's gonna be such a great dad like Mm -hmm. do you have you met someone who's
1: like you
2: know what I mean? Is that what we do? Cause we want well, to I see think
1: them you mean, like that. I think we as women, we, we get so wrapped up and like, you know, we have to learn to take a step back. We have to learn to take the advice of the people that are outside of our bubble and can see more clearly, clearly than we can, because then we get in these situations and then we're like, how did this happen? And it's like, bitch, we told you. <laughs> It's like really going against going against your intuition is like the like Mm. the sure the sure way to like destruction in, in your life, in your relationships, in your marriages. And it's easier said than done, but we do yeah. enjoy, we have some tips in there for just like people that are considering having children, some real serious questions they should ask themselves first. I that, like things that I didn't ask myself, you know, I just like, I'm in love. We've been together for seven years. Like it must be. And it's like, no girl, like the the odds were stacked against you. You were together like, for seven years. You were, yeah, and yeah, so I, like, and so that, looking at looking at our list, looking at the checklist now, like yeah. actually created a checklist now after having a baby. I'm like, Genius. okay, so this checklist was not strong. <laughs>
2: Give us one thing off the checklist yeah. that we what we because I, I do want to ask you guys this: like, when you're younger, mm-hmm. is instinct. Like I don't know if it's nature or nurture, but like I remember, all I wanted was to have a baby, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure I could see the. Per- it feels like I got lucky with the person I'm with, but I don't know if I was so hell bent on having a baby versus is this the right person for me, or do I just want a baby because I want a baby because I've always wanted a baby. I, I totally agree. I like, not, I did not consider any of those things when I selected him. <laughs> so I know you guys have a checklist now, but like what would one thing be on the checklist that we as 25 year olds could be like, you know what? I should really check myself before I wreck myself.
0: Well, one of them is definitely like, oh, I've known him seven years. Oh, I know his parents, you know, like knowing someone for a significant amount of time doesn't necessarily mean they're the person you should have a baby with. And usually you already know the reasons why and why not, but you ignore the why not because you've known them for a really long time. And, you know, like all women have that delusional, like romanticized motherhood. Mm i mean like let's be real we're we're kind of trained into it we're given little baby dolls we're given strollers we're given kitchenettes and, it's and like, if we didn't there'd be no fucking babies like, I, probably we, not i mean if women really knew what, what was on the other side of it there'd probably be a lot less babies. yeah but yeah this book is really like it's really a guide to your own intuition it's like fuck with that I- fuck the programming and what we've been told and that we're supposed to be moms. And like, that's the next step. Like I have a job, I have a car, I have a boyfriend. Now I need a baby. Like, it's actually like, what do you really need? And what's how do you feel on the inside? Because I think the programming sometimes pulls us away from our intuition. And and, and deep down inside, we know, like for me, I also knew my baby daddy for a very long time. He's my high school sweetheart. We grew up together. We planned this for many, many years as children. So it seemed right. But, you know, he was extremely like verbally abusive. It was emotionally like it was emotional turmoil for me. But because I knew him for a long time and he was my my high school sweetheart, I totally ignored those signs. And I think of women do because there are good moments and because I I have known him a long time but this book is truly like um just like an instructional how to tap into yourself before making decisions for everybody else
3: what what is one of the things that you can do to like that we're going to learn like without giving specifics of chapters but like outside of a checklist to connect with our like natural instincts and to not and to not ignore it
0: definitely quieting the voices outside of you by, you know, getting some time in solitude, you know, like isolation is not necessarily loneliness, but solitude, getting alone with yourself and getting comfortable being alone with yourself to say, wait, hold on, how am I actually feeling? Do this is actually feel good? Do I actually enjoy the way this person's making me feel all the time? And instead of just constantly, you know, being surrounded with your, your friend's opinions, your mom's opinions, your girlfriend's, what are your girlfriend's doing? Oh, my girlfriend just got married. I need to get married too. Yeah, like, yeah no, girl, that's very true. That's not how it works. Oh, I'm 26. I need to have a baby. No, girl. That's not how it works. I know because I
2: I hope that pressure is changing. So do I. Like I really, I don't know when it will or how it will because I, I, we know friends just now that don't have children and it's acceptable, but I don't think it would have been 10 years ago if they were our age now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're progressing, but are we progressing fast enough that our daughter's are going to collectively have a choice without clutter in the environment? I don't know. Like, I do you think so. they'll step back and be like, is motherhood a choice for me? Or do you think it's a have to still for a lot of these people growing
1: up? I, I hope, think, I, I, I think that like, like kids around like your kids ages mm-hmm. have a lot more information and a lot more um. I don't know. I, I they're, They feel like they have a little bit more excitement around trying to figure out their own lives before introducing new lives. Whereas mm-hmm. like our generation and maybe even the generation below us is like st- has been fed this idea that there's these checklists, like Mila said, like this happens, this happens, this happens. Um, so I'm really excited for, for that, for like that generation and my daughter's generation to really like, hopefully be really the change makers in this motherhood, um, this toxic motherhood, um, dynamic that that's in society, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. really like what this book is about too, because as a mother, as a new mom, I really fell into that toxic motherhood. Paradigm where I felt like once I got pregnant, like immediately, like you know, I started like, intaking all this information, Mm -hmm. what I should do as a mother. Like, okay, we can't, I can't eat a certain way. Okay, I cannot smoke weed anymore. Okay, oh my God, if I drink too many glasses of wine, I'm gonna, my dot, my my kids gonna die or something or like, you know, and just all these things confuse me. And then once I had a child too, like I was like, okay, well, old Erica has to die. Like yeah. I can't do No cleavage thing.
0: for you. Don't put that cleavage on mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, yeah. I can't
1: dress a certain way. I can't do the same shit. And granted, I don't really want to do some of the shit that I was doing before. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There but that also is maturity. Not even motherhood, you right. know, like that's a natural evolution of a person rather than wait, we're going to take a quick break and um, we're going to come right back with, with the end of this question. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash and today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp slash cat and As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. love your skin again, go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com.
2: So did you, you guys felt the need to conform, but you never did, or did you, and then you got yourself back?
1: I conformed. mm mm-hmm and that's really the, so the book has both of our voices. So each chapter opens up with either me and my perspective on whatever point in, in, in this, in motherhood that I'm in. And then Mila shares her point in motherhood. And that's why I think it's really important for the, for women to read this because it's two different perspectives. Like Mila was fighting for her life to like, like hold on to this person that she was before and didn't give a fuck about what anyone said. Whereas for me, like I had conformed and I was like, but lost, right? Lost. I I know the feeling.
2: Yeah. Where you feel like you're suffocating. Like you're like, Oh my
1: God, what's strangling me right now.
2: You know, I love that there's the two perspectives because instead of it just being like, like I only relate to
3: her, it's even if one of your stories is more relatable, it's really nice to hear like to see someone else's perspective and their experience. So when you're looking at other women and potentially judging them or thinking these things about them to hear other people's stories and like what's, what's behind there, which, which is only helpful for us women to be able to support each other more.
0: Exactly. We definitely touched on the book. Like you're definitely not going to relate to us all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm like my story, I I expose, like I say a lot of things that are not popular and it's only because I grew from those experiences, you know, like who I was before I had a kid is not who I am now. And a part of, you know, one of the biggest things, takeaways of the book is like, this is, I'm exposing all my truths so that, you know, like you're not supposed to be just like me, but like don't judge yourself and don't judge me and don't Mm -hmm. judge Mary next door because we all are living different experiences and it's all difficult. You know, motherhood is difficult. And like, I hope that everyone who reads the book understands that like this book, we didn't put our deepest secrets in here to be liked. We put it because it's the truth and it's a part of our evolution. And we hope that everyone, every woman that reads it can embrace every part of their journey as well. It's not perfect. It's not meant to look perfect. And it's not meant to please everyone around you or, you know, but it is real. and And let me
1: tell you people (laughs) will not be pleased when they read this especially oh yes in my life and I don't know if you guys have experienced books where like you're sharing your truth about experiences Mm -hmm. that you had and then people read it the people that you had this experience with and then they're pissed I'm already mentally preparing for some of these things and granted I've given some people some warnings but some people are getting no warnings and you know it's kind of you know I
2: I, are you nervous
1: I'm not I actually I just feel a sense of
2: relief. I actually Yeah, I was going to say, just because it's your experience doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that's what you experienced in that time and that's your right to feel Hold on, sorry, who is that? And 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 that's we're all that's entitled your right to, that's your right to feel that. Yeah,
3: we're all entitled to our narrative of what it was like for us.
2: Yeah. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like I I don't think that any of this um I don't think that we, we can have these arguments over whether we like it or not, because it doesn't give a fucking matter what we like. It's what is your truth. And I think that's what why you guys are so powerful as people, because you do make people uncomfortable, even though a lot of people can relate, even though people have things like that in their lives, they can't even admit it to themselves, let alone write it down in a book that other people will read. So yes. I think you guys have always been trailblazers. And I think that when you When you come to terms with your deepest, darkest secrets, no one can have anything on you. And that's sort of motherhood too, right? Because it exposes you, your partner, and every crack in you. And you gotta be okay with who you are because you can't you can't lie forever. Like you just can't. Two questions about writing the book
3: because we know what it's like writing a book and it's like you have all these ideas and you're like what do I actually put in it and mm-hmm. then you have the publishers who mm-hmm. are gonna have like some sort of a say how far did you go and was it hard to decide what to keep and what to actually
1: you know expose in there um you know we went very far <laughs> okay good <laughs> we Thank goodness. very raw um and you know we talk about abortion after a pregnancy. We talk about, you know, abuse. We talk about, you know, our our parents. We talk about sex right after, you know, your first time you have sex, like with another person outside of your partner and what that's like. And it's very provocative, I would say. Um, But there were things that were, (laughs) there were were titles in which like the, the publishers were like, I don't know if this should, needs to be the title And I was like, are you sure? I really feel like, (laughs) I really feel like this is it. So it was kind of a back and forth. I mean, we're not, we're not, this is our first book, but I also wanted to push boundaries. So I, I, there was a lot of pushback with our publishers. I'm like, no, this needs to be in here because this is what isn't being said in these other books. And this is the Mm -hmm. things that we talk about our podcast that people are messaging us. like, Thank you for saying Mm. And yeah. so I, I think our podcast has served as really like the testing ground for what needs to be in the book. Mm-hmm. I love,
2: and you guys, if you, I feel like if you're to, to edit who you are, like for me, Lisa, in my, my opinion, you, it again, you're, you're um, strangling who you are as a person. You know what I mean? Like, it's like back to you editing who you are as a person. And why you're done with that like to, to make other people feel comfortable why i
0: mean it wouldn't serve anyone you know like no just, nobody's exempt from like bad moments no one's exempt uh, from bad choices we've no. all done them we've all been like have made some questionable choices erica and i have just chosen to share them for millions of people to read but we, <laughs> but we god really- bless you too <laughs> like think. God. We felt like it was necessary. We felt like I would be doing myself a disservice and my reader a disservice if I wasn't completely raw and bare. I'm not gonna expose everybody else in my story and not me. And yeah. <laughs> like it's all we all have some shit. And you know, Eric and I have kind of like just dug into those places despite you know, popular, you know, uh like yeah, it's playing it safe
2: to play it safe to please more to please a general population. You know, what gets what gets really fucked up is when your kids get older their actions and behavior is now what you get judged on. Mm. So when they become, you know, tweens, teens, and they're doing things that that are now reflective, it's like you've done a bad job as a mom rather than them growing and becoming who they are as people and making mistakes. So I feel like when you guys share these things, it's permission for the younger generation to learn that like you evolve, you change, you fuck up, you grow up, you change, you evolve, you fuck up, you and grow then, up. It's a cycle, it right? Like where no one's immune. I mean, everyone plays a really perfect life and everyone plays it really safe in out, exterior. And I think for your girl, for your children and our children that are coming up, these stories need to happen because nobody else is doing it and sharing their massive fuck ups that make other people uncomfortable or, you know, they are things that, people aren't happy to hear because if you if it's happened or you've done it lots of other people have yeah. happened and done it too it's not yeah. just you too I, you-
0: I say that I said that in the book I was like you know if I perform for 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 the like for acceptance of other people I'm I'm inevitably teaching my child to perform and not live and you know in order to live there will be flaws and that was like one of my biggest things is like one thing Luna's going to know is that her mom is human. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. and also you know the book had to be juicy and the book is juicy okay Uh, it's a good it's a good it's an easy read it's a good read it's like I can't wait to read it it's a page turner. And right. I know it's my book. No but, doubt. No doubt. No, no, no. no. But like I'm you not know, even read it. No I
2: fucking doubt. But I was dear? reading, I was
1: reading and a few of a few of other people obviously have read it and they're like, girl, like I couldn't put it down. So I'm just really excited for people to get into it I'm and whether, so they, whether they can relate to it or not. Like, you know, I tell people that this book is not just for mothers. Like this is for women. Like it's a reality show in a book, y'all. It's a book you don't want, you want to read. It's a real life show in a book. Even women that maybe don't even want to have children, I think really would benefit from reading this book as well because we talk so much about just tapping into, you know, your divine feminine, your your divine intuition, finding your tribe, connecting with your body. And there's we have all these different exercises and things, simple things so that's not overwhelming. like things that can help you, actual tools that can help you begin this process. And, you know, we have an amazing community at Good Mom's Bad Choices. And even in the book we talk about, like, how to tap into our community. Like it doesn't end at this book. Like you have yeah. so many resources, including like our, our the people like you, like you have so many, we have so many resources to share. There's so many women. There's so many mothers that are talking, that are speaking truthfully. And mm-hmm. um, you're not alone. I think mm-hmm. a lot of women feel like they are alone and most I I know. And, Even though they're with
2: partners and have children, they're not yeah. physically alone, but they feel alone. I right know. And they and feel
0: alone and even feeling that way. And like, you're not alone. There's other ways yeah. that way. Uh, let's
2: take a quick break. And then um, I, I want to ask a question.
3: Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery, soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus
2: Well, actually, I want to say, I think that in our book, we did edit things out um, that were going to be hurtful to people, but this was a process, you know, we wrote it a long time ago and and we've evolved and there are some things that we, we read back and it was like the edit was done because we're not very good at going back and reading things. And like, we were like, Oh my god! And then, like that, we wish she's not friends with her husband, best friends with her husband, and like we're like, can we change this? Like, you no, know, the book's okay. done. We're like, uh-uh. oh, you know. And it wasn't even like the the deepest of the darkest that we've said on the podcast because sometimes the podcast doesn't feel as like like real, like it feels like a ghost, you know. and it goes away. The book, like, away. In, yeah. mm. and the book's like in a store with your face on it, everyone's like, that's the girl. Um, do do you did you guys get to ever have that moment where you were like? okay, like, just push go, Like we're gonna do this? Or was it just like, were you like, fuck it, I, let's just do this?
0: I mean, there's been a lot of moments. I'm like, oh, did I write that? I did yeah. write that, I did say that, that did happen. And you know, at this point, it's just like, I've had to release it. You know, there was probably a strong like five months where I was like, oh God, why did I put that in there? But you know.
3: You also touch on, um, on mental abuse in relationships in the book, is that right?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I did. That's is it nice. emotional or men, is that, is it mental or emotional? Like, are they the same thing? And that's just me being naive.
1: It's both. I mean, we, me, for me, mine wasn't physical. It was more of a, you know, I was with them on a narcissist. So there was a lot of like emotional, like, like just mind fucks. little, little stabs, little stabs, little stabs, little stabs, little stabs until I'm fucking like, didn't realize I'm like bleeding out all over the place. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like just mm-hmm. emotional wearing on me, me having to constantly support his tragedies in his life. So therefore like my, anything that I was going through was like number 10 on the list. Mm. Whereas Mila's was
0: different. Um, mine definitely it's, it's, it's emotional. It becomes mental because it starts to fuck with your, like your mental. Um, Mm -hmm. it's over a long period of time. And so you kind of get used to it. You become accustomed to it. And I did. And before you're like, in this this place and you're like this is not even real none of this is real and my confidence was low and it did it evolved into physical abuse until you know and that even took a long time to catch on because it's small things until one day i'm like sitting in a car and i'm bleeding and i'm like wait what the fuck just happened and then those are the moments where i'm like okay this is real and i have to walk away but right it shouldn't take all of that to realize you're in a a relationship that doesn't serve you. But a lot of times for women, it does because we make excuses for men. We make excuses for the men that we love. And a lot of times those men, you know, their mothers make excuses for them. And so they're used to that. And it's just like this, this Mm. cycle that, you know, not, checking people and not like having respect enough for yourself and loving yourself enough to walk away. And even that fucks you up. Cause you're like, I thought I loved myself. I thought I did respect mm-hmm. myself. And then one day you wake up in a relationship that doesn't support either notion. And you're like, okay, you know, what do I do to get out of this? And it's, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Hurt. A lot
3: of people are going to read the book, not even, knowing that they're in an emotionally abusive relationship, but when they hear the specifics, they're going to reflect and say, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well,
1: I think a lot of people stay in relationships for many different reasons. Well, and I know one of them that I hear all the time is just like their livelihood, right. Their livelihood Mm -hmm. attached to this person. And we even talk about that in the book too, about like, you know, these hard choices that you have to make and that ultimately you will be uncomfortable. Ultimately your child might be uncomfortable by this choice that you're choosing yourself, you know, because, you know, your livelihood is connected to someone and it is easier said than done, but it can be done. It has been done. And but is they-
2: it, is it hard because that part, I'm just asking because I, I haven't from the relationships. I remember some were not healthy, but is it because they're sometimes good and the good it's hard to p- pinpoint. Like you see the person they are, who they want to be but then there's another side to them that it, or I mean, but, or no, is it just their fuckers from the wake up to go to bed? No, I
1: mean, it's of course there's probably things you're holding onto from the past or like maybe he's, or maybe your partner's nice, like 70% of the time. Yeah. Like, I think that's confusing for women when they're the nice other 70% other of the other time. 30% is like terror, you know? And so, yeah. so it's hard to make that choice and to like really figure out if you're making the right decision. But ultimately once you really start using these tools to tap into yourself and love yourself first, those ideas and those things become a lot more easier. They become a lot more clear. That 70 starts to become 60, 50, 40, 30. You're like, okay, you're just a dick all the time. It sounds like
2: your book helps you not only discover what might be around you, but also who you are as a person. So you can look around and realize what you want to stand for as a mom. As a woman as someone who is evolving right because i think sometimes we get stuck in what we were not who we maybe want to be and who we are today because it's so much easier to be what everyone thinks you are but you're like if it doesn't align it can feel uncomfortable you know it's hard to we once did a um so dumb it's not so dumb it's actually so sad it was a vision board like free like let's just do this it was during COVID just it was like let's all do it virtually together and just talk right like with our community and so many women said I can't because I I can't show my partner like my male partner because he'll think it's like ridiculous or dumb or like not you know just a dream just like, just a hope, not even like
1: a- Embarrassed even, like, by your dreams. Embarrassed, yeah, to embarrassed your dreams. embarrassed by your dreams with the person that you're sharing your life yeah.
2: with.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and it was really, it is really sad. I was like, holy shit. Like- You know what? Also in the book, I remember I discussed too, we talk about married people and I'm like, you know what? If you're married and you're happy, like congratulations. Like you are beating the statistic. There's so mm-hmm. many, like climbing, a divorce is at climbing at such an, a high rate that if you are in a happy marriage, like this book is not like meant to like break up your, marriage or like a no. relationship. It's not but- Glenn and Doyle's um Untamed. <laughs> <laughs> however i mean it might be we've definitely broken up some not i haven't read it yet but everyone says don't read it don't if, let your wife read it, it, it. Her, she if you
2: you, want you she, she will, will realize that that she is
1: enough without you oh my god well that might be the case in this book as well but <laughs> I, I, do even, I do even encourage married people to there's an exercise in there for married people like i think a lot of times married people they get in there and, and maybe you can attest that you get in your zone you get into this like um partnership ways and it's not that you don't love your partner but You forget to prioritize your relationship, this entity that you've built outside of your children and you like looking into each other's eyes for five minutes and not saying shit. Like, have you ever done that? Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable at first. You might laugh and stuff, but there's things there. There's so much there that maybe you haven't even like begin to even unwrap with your partner. And it's just like simple things like that, that you can do with your partner to help bring down the walls, to be more vulnerable, to feel more comfortable sharing your dream board with them. You know, like, like we are definitely proponents for like healthy relationships. I'm not like, I don't want people to like read the book and say, Oh my God, like I got to break up with my partner. Well, if you do, then you do. But if you feel like your relationship is worth saving, like here are some things that can help that. Um, um, We love
3: tools. Tools, put it in your back pocket and bring them out when you need them. And often you need someone else's like experience to be reminded that.
0: Yeah, we definitely, we just advocate for being your full self. And if your partner, like your partner should add to that, your partner should encourage that, you know, if you feel like you have to be 80% or 60% of yourself, or you can't share your fucking dream board, it's probably because that's not your partner. That's not the person you're supposed to be with. You know, if, if me and Erica can share our full dream board, but I can't share it with my partner because they only know half of me, then that's probably not the person for me, you know? So it's just like, and a lot of times our parents tell us, or maybe our parents' relationship mm-hmm. was toxic. And so it was followed. it
2: was parents too. Yeah. It was, it was, they couldn't share it with their parents. Either. You know, it was like silly. It was silly to have dreams almost, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we do, we do encourage, we have a whole conversation about here, healing your inner child. And that's really like the beginning and everybody, like, if you're in therapy, you know, that that's like, that's the foundation. That's like, that's where you, that's where you kind of have to start. Right. And, um, I think that as parents, like we give our children so much grace, so much grace. We love them so much. They fuck up. They do weird shit all the time. <laughs> but like when we do weird shit, we're like so hard on ourselves, yeah. beat yeah. ourselves up so badly. And um, we got to stop doing that because like yeah. when we do that, then we're like, it passes on to other people. And that's why we're judging each other. And that's why I think if you're triggered by me or Mila, it's a, it's a lot of it is because we're like, a lot of times you're triggered by your mirror. It's because, and I even talk about this in the book, like I was triggered by Jamila. Like, you know, when I first saw Jamila, like she was like, like I saw a picture of her on Instagram before I ever met her. She was, you know in her little bikini, holding her newborn at the pool with her like glass of champagne. And I was like, who the fuck does she think she is? Like, I, I love know. it. You know? And it was because I was suppressed mm-hmm. and I like, I, I wanted to do that. And I couldn't do that. Like that's, that's dead. Yeah, so how so, dare she? That. She better be, that better be dead for her too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times that's what we do as moms. And as yes. Moms, yes. A hundred percent. We tear yes. them down because we want to feel better and, about it. And ourselves I, I remember and
3: having those thoughts as a new mom too, because I, I just like, I wanted my way to be the right way because then I'm doing the best I can. And if someone's doing it differently, they must be doing it wrong. We've learned so
2: much over the years that that's not right. That we could all do it differently. Where can everybody Well, t- before, b- before we find out where we can get your book and when, cause I know we said it at the top. I, I do want to say, the reason why I'm so excited about your book, and this is not to blow smoke up your ass is because there's a lot of advice books. There's a lot of tool books. There's a lot of motherhood books, but it's not from people who live it authentically. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to give advice and to tell people to live them their true selves, but it's even harder to do it. And when I say it, I don't know two people who are more like I hate the word authentic, but who live authentically in their lives to who they are as people. It's really you, too. So I'm so glad you wrote this book for other people, to, because it sounds like through your journey, they can learn yes. how to, to be a little bit more free, not be you and not try to be something else. But but just to read why it's okay to to fuck up and be who you are and and not have to be something that everybody thinks is so like I'm so excited for you too because shit it's just the beginning and I can't wait to read your good things come to people who really do it real you know like god amazing like so happy for you too thank
1: you so much I would appreciate that we received that um but yeah you can get our book um anywhere you buy books Amazon Barnes and Nobles um or this is school. the worst part because you can't I always, I always say,
2: You gotta be like everywhere.
1: Go we'll go everywhere. Your local, your small local bookstore. If you want to mm-hmm. support local bookstores, um, we'll we'll give you guys a link to our our landing page that has everything. Yeah. If you buy the book, you also get free and you can get some free gifts from us. So wow. um, we love gifting. Wait, did you do the audio?
0: Yeah, we did. Our- yeah. And, and audio. it's you too. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> and
2: this is just a side note. If you are looking to support these two ladies, um, go buy the book. Don't buy it off Amazon because it ranks higher in the standings if you go buy the book at like a, an actual bookstore. So, like or a standing store. So go do that. Okay, and you can order online, but do it in presale because you really support them. It's presale now
0: pre-sales now and it- even
2: if you're not gonna you know what we should I'll, i'm gonna order it right now online and so we oh, do it together and then and then if you guys do it right now even if you uh even if you're like i won't read it for three years just go buy it go buy and it. then yeah. you can support two women who are you know and laying it all out there and like
3: they said it doesn't end with the book you can go find so much more from oh my the, god retreat like retreats, shows live shows podcasts, good moms bad choices and also Pat, Pat, Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. We <laughs> like, t- like to think of the Tequila. Patreon, <laughs> Patreon, <Patron. laughs> Patreon. You guys have a subscription there where they can get exclusive content from the two of you, right? Yes,
1: yes. yes. But if you click our landing page, all, we'll have all the smaller bookstore listed there too. And when you put your order number in, you get free stuff from us that I think you'll really love, and you'll you'll also get access to our private Discord community, which we are have. we gonna
3: get it in Canada? Private Discord community, love it, guys
1: yeah it's devastating
3: yeah. where's it in Canada you so have to we, it. It.
2: we sure. do
3: yeah. yeah I love the cover oh my gosh so you fun guy,
2: I'm great wow I like okay. it. love it thank you we're so excited USA is the link and let us know when you want us to um Put it On Instagram and all the things. Well,
1: and you let us know when you want us to roll up on you, hoes. Okay. Let oh my us- God, we're gonna come, come to LA
2: soon, and I, I let's really get want let's a get, lot get of high again. again. It was, it was so real. when you got wait. us. High. we had to go do that psychic thing, and it wasn't even high enough. Oh my God, let's yes. get wait, high again.
3: Those,
1: but I still, I actually saw the videos. I have videos of you guys hitting a joint. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love it. So good. Ooh, it and good. then, and then also, but I really want to see one of your live shows. Like that just looks like
1: outrageous. I think, our, I think both of our shows are equally as fucking fun. <laughs> I mean, I, ours is, I, just I feel monster. like,
2: I feel like you guys, I mean, you guys like get almost naked.
1: It's amazing. Well, well it's a little lingerie moment. We you know we want to tap to love their bodies. And we, you know, we have some yeah. special guests that come and, you know, set the vibes. So, yes, I, I, yes I can't I'm wait.
2: ordering right now, and Target's gonna let me do it. So, that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yes. Thank you. All right, ladies, thank you. you so
3: much for your time. Congratulations, and we'll talk soon. Yes, bye. Bye, bye guys. Bye.